Enlightenment has to be here and now. It's not going to happen at any other time. And this brings us right into what we're going to talk about, forgiveness. So this is, why, this is how we can see the importance of forgiveness. And we all know a lot about forgiveness, and you hear a lot about forgiveness. And while I was looking and thinking about what I wanted to say about it, I, I, um, I looked up the phrase forgive and forget online, and I found this article from the Oprah magazine, which is actually quite excellent, um, nine points about forgiving. And there are two experts quoted in this article, one from Stanford and one from Harvard. And I swear, these guys have been reading the Dhamma because you see things like uh, letting go of ill will and replacing it with goodwill. <laughs> yeah, that's what the Buddha said too. <laughs> you know? and, and these other very practical approaches to forgiveness. So I will send you that link or post it or something maybe um, in a little while. But the idea of forgiving, not, not for the sake only of for, forgiving someone else, but for the sake of one's own purity of mind. So when, you know, the simplest expression that the Buddha gave of the path is to avoid doing things that are bad, do things that are good, and purify the mind. And, and it's interesting to me that it's not just about changing our behavior, um, you know, keeping the precepts and, you know, avoiding unwholesome act action uh, by body or speech or even thought, but it's also about purification. It's not just about letting go, stopping doing bad things and doing good things. The Buddha went on beyond that, and it's purification of the mind. Because it, it's, it's the purification of the mind, having a pure mind, um, that actually is the gateway to Nibbana. So Ajahn Ganha says over and over again, if you're happy in the present moment, you have a pure mind in the have a pure mind in the present moment. This is nirvana. This is how we get enlightened. So what does that mean to have a pure mind? It's like you, you know it when it's there. There's no aversion. There's no desire. There's no delusion. We're not confused. Um, if you can experience the feeling when there's absolute contentment in the mind and there's a purity there there's no shadow no dirtiness no darkness no no dullness it's like it's it's light um i used the simile with ayatitananda uh, the other day of a of a clean cloth a light fabric that's just completely pure. She said that simile didn't work for her at all. I don't know how it will feel for you. <laughs> but maybe find your own of what what is it like when the mind is really pure. And once we know the feeling of that, 
when there's no wanting or wanting to get rid of and there's no confusion or delusion there's no grit there's no there's no dirt there's no um interference no static no doubt then this purity of the mind is is happy this is how we can really be happy uh, this is how we can be happy through the day doing our work being with other people even observing what's happening in the world it's like it's like we can come to it with a pure mind and it's like this um i i really appreciate ajahn gunha having walked the entire path he knows what it's like to be awake and for him to say this is this is how we experience nibbana experience the path and the fruit and the awakening in the present moment and it's like the more we come back to that um the the lighter and freer our heart is our mind is so when we start to recognize the importance of this purity of mind then we we don't want to have any kind of old grudge or dis- disappointment or disapproval or anger or resentment hanging around we want to forgive we want to let go now even in this article they said at the end it's not really about forgetting because this is where the wisdom comes in this is not about going into delusion about what happened we we need to understand we need to be clear this did happen um this person did this and it was hurtful probably unskillful almost certainly unskillful and um probably damaging but we don't need to stay in that frame of mind uh the more we kind of um repeat to ourselves that this person did this thing to me the more we identify with that as a aspect of ourselves the more we build up the animosity and the buddha said this is the wrong way so he the buddha was you know in the first verses of the dhammapada i'm going to read one translation to you and i'm sure you've heard this before but to think about it in terms of forgiveness mind precedes thoughts mind is their chief their quality is made by mind if an impure if with an impure mind one speaks or acts through that suffering follows like a wheel follows the ox's foot mind precedes thoughts so mind that's what makes the thoughts mind is their chief their quality is made by mind if with a pure mind one speaks or acts through that happiness follows like a shadow that never leaves so this is the buddha is like what we think determines how we feel and how we act and speak it determines our karma our future it determines our rebirth this is crucial 
He abused me. He struck me. He overpowered me. He robbed me. Those who harbor such thoughts, their hatred never fades away. So how often do we go over that incident again and again instead of letting it go? He abused me. He struck me. He overpowered me. He robbed me. For those who do not harbor such thoughts, their hatred fades away. And that's the point. Our hatred needs to fade away, our aversion, our disgust. And it doesn't mean that what happened is okay. It's, it doesn't mean that we need to have any kind of relationship with that person. We don't have to do anything with regard to that person. We don't have to, And um, this is understood as um, appropriate. You know, we, we, the Buddha said, don't, don't um, engage with people who are foolish, harmful. Um, I mean, there are times when reconciliation can happen, but it has to be a two-way street. The person has to want to change and actually change, not do the same things again. And it, it's, it's two-sided. But we don't have to have another person involved in order to forgive. Forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. Forgiveness is not overlooking what happened or acting like it didn't happen. We need wisdom involved to see the way things actually are. And people are unskillful. We've been unskillful, every one of us. And forgiving ourselves is just as important as forgiving others. And if, you know, when Ajahn Gunha says, forget the past, cut it off. He's talking about these things. We cut off the past after we've learned, after we've resolved in our mind. We understand what happened. We've learned from it. And we cut it off. Don't let the mind continue to go back to it. Because it keeps reinforcing that old comma. We don't want to repeat this cycle. We don't want to be in this place where we're the victim. We don't want to be in this place where we're the perpetrator. We don't want to be in a place where we're holding a grudge. That's not the future I want. I want a future that's happy, purified, right, kind, wise. And so the Buddha says, hatred never ceases through hatred in this world. Hatred only ceases through non-hatred. We could say through friendliness, through kindness. This is an eternal truth. And you see that in every religion. This is Dhamma. It's everywhere. It's true. Though There are those who do not realize that one day we all must die. But those who do realize this settle their quarrels. They settle their grievances. And again, we don't have to have another person involved to settle our own mind, to settle our own grievances. Um, a lot of times it's better to do that ourselves internally. It's not about the other person, really. Their experience, their actions, their words, that's their responsibility. That's their karma that they're creating. If they want our help, 
fine. If they don't, it's, it's not necessary for us to resolve what we are experiencing. So there are certain things that we can do to train the mind to not go into the past. And one of the things that we can do with a particular instance of, or maybe a series of instances, some of, some of us, we have a strong karma to have certain experiences happen over and over again. And we need to figure out, like, what do I do about this? Because <laughs> I don't want this to be my future, right? So we have to look at how can I resolve this in my, my, in my own mind? Come back to that or I can clean up the mind in a way that it's pure. So one thing that we can do is just is practice metta. Lots of metta. Um, I've seen this for myself. I've seen this with other people. Even though they have a long-standing wound with regard to something that happened and a long-standing grudge, they can, if they practice metta a lot, even without thinking at all about that, about that experience or that person, their mind changes, their heart changes, and they are able to, again, meet this person and not have any residue, not have any, um, any bad feeling, but instead a flood of compassion for this person. Because when people do things that are harmful, they're suffering. And when we're so hurt and we're focused on that hurt, we can't see that. But once we start to resolve that hurt in ourselves, then we can see the suffering in, in the person who's been harsh or mean or brutal with us. And so... To practice that metta, to change our own mind, to change our own heart, and then recognize or have the experience that, oh, I've seen this person for the first time in 10 years, and now I don't have any grudge or any bad feeling, but instead compassion for this person. We can also reflect on the fact that whoever this is, they're not all bad. There are good qualities in this person. And this is the way we need to reflect on ourselves, too. We've made mistakes. We've done things wrong. We've had wrong view. But we're changing that. And there are many good qualities in ourselves. And to put more attention on that helps to uplift and increase the good qualities and again, this isn't like some um, delusion, like, oh, I go into this, I'm thinking all black or I'm thinking all white. I'm thinking all about the good things or I'm thinking all about the bad things. This is about balance and seeing the way things actually are. <clears throat> when we really look at the way things actually are, it's freeing. It releases the heart. So looking at the good as well as the unskillful. And then we can also reflect on why would somebody do something bad to us? You know, what's going on for them? 
we start to move the focus away from self um, to really seeing more clearly the whole situation. And we can also see maybe some aspect of the, what we've done in it. But we can look at, you know, what what's behind this person's actions? Some of the things I just mentioned, you know, is it was it just a mistake? Was it like, you know, driving through a red light um, without realizing it? Was it a mistake? Was it wanting to have power and control? And how deeply that's grounded in fear? Was it about, you know, an aspect of mental illness that that's behind it? Is it wrong view that's behind it? Not understanding the way things actually are and acting in ways that are unskillful as a result. Every one of these happens all the time in the world. Every one of these is deserving of compassion. And it, it's, it's up to us to change our own perspective, our own minds. And it's, you know, yes, it, it makes us happier. You'll see if you read this article on uh, how to forgive and forget. Oh, great, thank you. I think it's on your chat window, maybe. Um, it's, it's like they, they talk about their research showing how people are healthier, happier, um, if they forgive. And how the, the residue of um, a grudge can take us down. So even on the worldly kind of material level, this is important. But then when you start to look at what we're looking at here, which is awakening, the, the process of complete liberation from suffering, and the reality of that, we can really see how crucial it is that we let go of all past hurts, all past unskillfulness. There's a, I, I also listened to a talk given by Ajahn Brahm, I think it's from 2011, and it's called F is for Forgiveness. It's another link we might be able to put up for you. It's a great talk to listen to. And, and it's, uh, you know, one of his Friday night talks to the, um, the lay audience, and it's more, um, I mean, it's really practical and uplifting. Um, I don't think he says a lot about enlightenment in it, but maybe he does. He, you know, might. But it's it's to add this, I think, essential dimension as we're practicing to awaken um, provides the the deepest motivation, I think, for us to let go of the past to forgive ourselves, to forgive everyone, so that there's no stain upon the mind. There's no residue in the mind. And we can really be free 